it used to be that dev and product would fling code over the wall and we'd go deploy it and we'd go back to them and fling over how it didn't work. Somebody else's problem. And it's always somebody else's problem. (laughs) DevOps is is the marriage of those two things and making them so that they work together. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Cloud Chat with Stefan and Matt. I'm one of your hosts, Stefan Stelter. And my name is Matt Brown. Great to see you again, Stefan. And hey, Sean, we get to see you again too. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Yes, welcome back, Sean. Remind everybody what it is that you do. I am the developer relations lead at the Spot by NetApp team on the Spot by NetApp team. Outstanding. I think our longtime viewers are going to have this question about number one: Why is Stefan's shirt not blue? Number two: Why is the NetApp logo smaller and uh, less silver? And the answer to that question is that NetApp is all about sustainability, and this is a uh, this shirt has 30% more recycled fibers and uh, 50% reduction in um, ink. So we're really trying to be uh, thoughtful and green. In yeah, our I work. love it. I love it. So you guys were talking about something thought provoking before we got on camera. Something about we did. Dev- Sean made a statement, and I need to I need to understand it. And this is the title of our podcast today. Super excited. Do you want to say it, Matt, or do you want me to say it? You go ahead. Okay, here we go. The death of DevOps has been greatly exaggerated. Yeah. I thought it was, I was just barely getting born. At all. <laughs> I'm, right? Like, I didn't know. Uh, RIP, I didn't know that DevOps had passed away. No one told me to be worried about the health of DevOps at all. So, <laughs> intriguing, intriguing. Well, and it, to me, it's it's like a couple of things, you know, before we get into this. You know, it's, it's like people come up with terms all the time. I remember the term FinOps came up and we're like, what's FinOps? You're like, going, we've been doing that the whole time. Yes. <laughs> we needed well, to then, label it. And then you get this multi-part DevSecOps. And then, so does that also Dev and, is that DevOps with a new thing? Is this, is this like twisting it, adding your own little wrinkle to make it a new thing? Uh, is this architecture or is this is a real? Is it Dev with sort of ops? <laughs> so Sean, yeah. Enlighten us. <laughs> you make a great question that we like to take the word, the, the, the suffix ops and put whatever we can in front of that. FinOps, DevOps, DevSecOps, right? DevOps is a methodology to, in my mind. Dev, DevOps is the way that we run agile organizations. And agile is another one that we see a lot of the buzzword around. But it's all about how to collaborate, how to work better, how to take two notoriously ice siloed, I guess is the word I'm looking for, siloed organizations inside of a business and make them so that they have to play nice with each other. It used to be that dev and product would fling code over the wall and we'd go deploy it and we'd go back to them and fling over how it didn't work. It's somebody else's problem. And it's always somebody else's problem. (laughs) DevOps is is the marriage of those two things and making them so that they work together. And it's still an evolving practice. And we've seen it in things like the Phoenix Project. Everybody likes to talk about uh, that book that really set off the idea of DevOps because of one overworked, the story, the fictional story of one overworked engineer that was the backbone yes. of everything, right? And for, for Brett. And then the follow-on for, book, right. Unicorn Project, like just fantastic. And I almost feel like uh, it gets a little closer to the DevOps piece in the Unicorn Project. Right. And uh, and. We, we are not we are not compensated for plugging those books, but Gene, if you want to send us a copy, we won't be upset. I've gone to all this. I, I've gone to all his shows. I love I, I love the the DevOps Enterprise Summit because I always learned so much, and and it was really the Phoenix Project and the Unicorn Project were really big 
uh, catalyst to me getting into the cloud. But DevOps is the methodology. DevOps is the way we do things. Platform engineering and SREs, you were going to ask me to talk about that. Nice. Platform engineering is the is the practice of implementing those methodologies and making everything work. And the SREs are the people that do the platform engineering. And so it's really just kind of breaking down all of these silos. And you mentioned DevSecOps. Dev, that's just adding a security component to it, right? A lot of the code that we've shipped, a lot of the products that we've built for a long time didn't take security into place. But now where you hear every month about somebody leaving an S3 bucket open or leaving a leaving a endpoint open that they weren't expecting and leaking 200 million taxpayer records or 100 million credit card file or credit files, right? Security is starting to becoming more and more paramount to the point where you're making your practitioner, you're having your practitioners and your product and your product developers think about it in a very proactive manner that they haven't had to before. So, so who or which group of people um, have expressed the notion that DevOps is dead? You're starting to see it a lot from the platform engineering and the software engineering side, right? Now we can do con in, in, we can do containerization, so we don't need DevOps. We can just put everything. We can just stuff everything into containers. We don't need we don't need DevOps because we've got other processes. We we like our traditional uh, CI/CD pipeline, so DevOps mm -hmm. is dead. It's getting really rebranded into platform engineering, right? They're, okay. they're taking they're taking DevOps the idea uh, and methodology and turning it into a practice again, which is what we've seen when DevOps was really taking off, is these engineers became DevOps engineers instead of platform engineers, and so it's right. this cyclical cycle of well, the this best. Makes me it this really makes me feel like the hardware guys are trying to get get back at the uh, I'm important at, at the software engineers, right? Hey, like the new, we the need new the hardware guys. guys. The new kingmakers are really better and they want to to kill the dev side of it and just say, no, it's all platform engineering. We but but at the same time, it seems like it's so much more infrastructure as code and you don't really need the platform almost anymore because you'll just you can get one anywhere. Um so the platform engineers it, it's a different way to think about it, especially for mm -hmm. traditional IT folks like like me. It, it, you're not a platform in my head is like, well, it's the server and the networking and the storage. That's right. It's the, the 42 you rack that but, you have in your data center. Yeah. 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 But it, it, it's not that, is it? No, it's so it's really the idea of optimizing what you have, be it on-prem, be it out of prem, be it in the cloud. You always need the infrastructure. And I like to, and I, one of the things I say a lot is infrastructure as code and infrastructure is code because now we're at the point where we can call infrastructure as a line as a several hundred line file and be able to go instantiate the infrastructure when traditionally we'd go rack it and power it up and get all the patches loaded now i can do that from command line and scripts and so it's just a different way of instantiating that architecture that we haven't had before part of me thinks that um maybe if i'm if i'm interpreting this correctly You've got the folks who used to do the hardware side of things. If if they would have just been given enough time and enough money, they would have automated their infrastructure so that they could get a platform. They would have built it in-house yep. and they would have done all the scripting that they wanted to do. If they had enough time to do it, that's the way they would have built it. And then they could do the things that they're doing now, which is being platform engineers. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have to do and write and figure all that stuff out. Now they're just kind of ansibling things together uh, and, and making magical things happen, terraforming the world. That's that's exactly it. I mean, I remember back in 2010, 2011, when I really started playing with some of the idea of infrastructure as code and being able to call VMware from the command line 
and instantiate virtual machines just by having scripts that go and tear that stand themselves up and tear themselves down right. when they're done. Now we're just doing it at scale, right? We've always been platform engineers and maintained the backend platform. Now we're just doing it in a different way, and it's with low code and no code tools. It, right. It, it's, it still causes me uh, little fits of flashbacks when I think about how many times I got asked early in career. So is that feature in your GUI? And now <laughs> nobody's asking that question. No. Now they're all asking, do you have an API for that? Nope. Like, that's right. a great right. feature exactly. that you just showed me real pretty in your demo. But do you have yeah. an API and can I use it with ter with whatever I use to call my infrastructure as code, be it Pulumi, be it Terraform, be it Ansible, be it, and then your chef and puppet playbooks, right? It's all about how can I make it so I can focus on the high value, the high value, low effort stuff, or, and not focus on the low value, high effort tasks that traditionally, like assigning subnet IPs and going in and setting up VLANs. I can do all that by in code now. Even my switches are code, right? If you look at how some of these um, switching vendors and even storage vendors, like like we do at NetApp, it's all we can all we can provision it, we can manage it all from a command line or a mobile app and call it as code. So the, it's really it's really the automation, the simplicity that's de-emphasizing the apps piece then. Mm -hmm. And automation's where we've been trying to go, right? How right. many how many we are all in some way practitioners. And from the traditional sense, how many nights have you spent standing up servers and patching servers so that you oh, can do something the next day right. when now I can do it with code, walk away, go and come back in a couple hours and it's all ready to go. And I just hit a button and I deploy my code. Exactly. It's all about how we can automate the, those tasks to make it so that we can focus on the stuff we enjoy doing. So we're not talking about the, really the death of DevOps. It's just evolving into something new. Right. We're taking the practices of DevOps, the communication, right. the collaboration, the workflows, and we're putting them into a true automation practice. And we want to call it something different because it allows me to write a, right. a case study or a blog post, but we really don't talk about what it is at its core. And so DevOps isn't dead. Platform engineering is just the next evolution of the DevOps methodology. There you go. I love it. DevOps Pro. DevOps Pro, yeah. DevOps Pro Turbo too. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and I know stuff on it. Some wait until you see you DevOps to, 3. Yeah. So I'm squeeze in Qualops somewhere well, there for too. Sure. <laughs> this is exactly where I wanted to talk about it because we talk about well, the, the whole DevOps idea is look at, look at all of the iterations of code that we're now able to turn out. Right. Look at how quickly we can uh, deploy things. Isn't this amazing? And, and I have a, a couple of points that I want to make just because you can do it faster doesn't mean it's actually better. Right. Right. And, and so in my mind, all this time we're saving by not having to care and feed the hardware, somebody's got to figure out the right metrics for quality so that we put in place things, features that matter. And just having a button that works is not a quality product. You click on it and it, and it, 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 like it, it gets depressed and it, it executes a, a, a thing. So it's done. No, well, no, only if the thing that it executes actually matters to the business, right? So <laughs> how do you define quality um, and, and how do you put the parameters around it so you can make operationalize quality, uh, putting out quality code and not just fast code? Uh, I have a I, sense that's next in the evolution <laughs> based on what we're talking about. <laughs> Qualops. Let's, let's start a movement and we'll write a book and we'll call it Qualops. Yes. The Qualops engineering. Oh. Yes, I love it. No, because you make a really good point because now we can ship faster. We can deploy faster, right? We're looking at companies that deploy, Amazon deploys every five minutes and you don't see it. But how do you know that, how do you know that quality is not getting missed? And so Qualops has to really be a part of the next evolution of Dev, of the 
blank ops journey, right? And um, just like security has been come up to the forefront in the last five years, now it's going to have to be quality because your quality is what sells your product. And if you don't have the quality, it's you don't have a product to sell. Well, it's very interesting, you know, because in our own IT shop, I would argue, you know, we are very mature in the automation space, in in the platform engineering space. Um, we've designed a self-service module on top of ServiceNow to really deliver into our multi-hybrid model. Um, but in, in that, obviously, we use a lot of NetApp technology there. Would you mind just touching on some of those solutions that NetApp has to offer to help support this continued evolution of what now is formally called DevOps now into platform engineering? Oh yeah, for sure. So in the spot portfolio, we have two really big ones, which is the ocean line, right? So we have ocean, which is for containerization deployment. We have ocean CD, which does the call ops thing because it tests at yeah, build we're gonna time. We're going to get that in stuff. I, I love it. I, <laughs> hey, I wanted to talk to you about a call ops thing. So we have ocean, ocean it's CD. Data sheet, it's real. If it's on a data sheet, it's real. Let's go. <laughs> ocean CD allows you to call optimized infrastructure and catch problems before your infrastructure is launched. And then we have Ocean for Spark, which takes that all that unstructured Spark workload data and all your uh, Jasper, your notebooks, and check to make sure that things are launching the way that you want them to in a quality manner. Um, we have Elasta Group, which is your tra for traditional VMs, and then we have um, Eco and Cloud Checker, which are really all about FinOps optimization, making sure that you're getting the right cost allocations, you're charging back to where you need to charge back, but on top of that, you're also managing your financial commitments with your cloud service provider. Right. And NetApp has BlueXP, which we announced late last year, that basically is the observability portion that goes between your on-prem and off-prem, but watches all aspects of your IT operations. And it's down to sustainability, which is also becoming a big thing, like we talked about at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Of the show, right? We, sure, as we try to be sure. more green. Sustainability. We're all and, about sustainability. And, and sustainability is huge. Right, people are as ESG initiatives become more and more important to businesses and to how investors look at the success of a business. There needs to be that aspect of it too, and so you're able to using the spot portfolio and the NetApp portfolio in ways that you may not have thought possible. You're able to get that visualization and get that real time data that you wouldn't normally be able to get or wouldn't have that visibility to without a lot of looking and. Research. I think one of my one of my favorites, uh, a fairly recent um, addition to the spot by NetApp portfolio, is is the InstaCluster acquisition. And as, as we're talking about platform engineering, and one of those things that we were just talking about getting out of the business of, okay, standing up hardware and all that fun. But okay, you don't do that. But what if you want to start running open source because you're trying mm -hmm. to save on the cost right. of the actual software licensing for a database or any of the Spark Apache, the things that you've been talking about. How do I do that without having to become an expert in the code itself and pulling from GitHub when something's updated or changed or whatever? I, I don't want to be in that business. That's a right. lot like plumbing, but it's a different kind of plumbing. There's it's a reason why how InstaCluster fixes that. There's a reason why they say open source is free as in beer and not free as in sheep, right? Because <laughs> open source costs a lot of money to find the right people to come in and manage that right, product. Right. InstaCluster makes that really easy because InstaCluster works with all the open source, the major open source databases. So NoSQL, relational databases, but the open source ones. So MySQL, Postgres, Castra, um, but makes it, it, it turns it from a relational database platform into a relational database, true managed service where somebody is helping you 
guide you through what version of MySQL you need to use or what version of Postgres you need to use and how to tweak it to make it work for your application, giving you that real-time feedback without having to stand up a bunch of tools. We've already built it for you and we put our hands on your uh, on those, man those managed instances to make it easier for you to do what you do well, which is ship a product and let us do what you we do well, which is manage and sustain those backend uh, systems. Yeah, I think when acquisitions happen, um, especially for a, a for a startup that gets acquired, people assume, oh, they probably had a good idea and like three customers. That is right, just right, right. with Instacluster. Insta no. got, it's got a like spot, right? A lot of, like spot eco, just the number of customers that are using the product and saving money every day is enormous. The number of customers that are relying on Instacluster to make their open source headaches a lot, uh, a lot less requiring of ibuprofen and Piling on other things, I suppose. <laughs> For sure. Um, but yeah. So DevOps continues to evolve. We're, we're minimizing the need for operations through great tools, through great automation, through great capabilities, and evolving the whole concept really more based on uh, continued automation and, and continuing that platform space. I think it's really exciting. I think it's uh, it, it definitely is the, the, the next the next big step here. And Stefan, definitely quality has to be part of that. <laughs> uh, yes. Thank you. Appreciate that last last second additional plug for Qualops. <laughs> Don, a pleasure again to chat with yeah, you. Very, thank you guys. Such a very educational question. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I look forward to seeing what we can do next. Thank you everybody for your time today. Remember like, like, subscribe. I remember this time, Did you see that? Comment feedback. We need your comments. We need your feedback. And if you're interested in being on our show, Please uh, write us, let us know. We'd love to have you. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Thank you everybody. Again, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, Bye -bye. everybody. Bye-bye.